0: Welcome to P.I.'s Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler. Good morning.
1: I have a very special guest this morning, Michelle Dresbold. Michelle, am I pronouncing your name right? Yes, you are. Please welcome Michelle Dresbold. She's a nationally recognized hand, handwriting expert. She's also the author of a book you need to get, Sex, Lies, and Handwriting. Is that provocative enough? So I want to welcome <laughs> Michelle Dresbold. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about, uh, as I mentioned to her, the con honors that she's known in her life and uh, many other things that have to do with handwriting and uh, forgeries and all kinds of uh, whether uh, handwriting is authentic or enough. So, Michelle, um, you your bio says you're the only civilian graduate of the United States Secret Service Advanced Document Examination Program. How did that come about?
2: How that came about was um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I was doing hand, both handwriting analysis. Um, personality profiling through handwriting and also um, identifying a person through their handwriting. And we had a murder case here in Pittsburgh. I had been working as the consultant for the Pittsburgh police. Mm-hmm. And I helped from all the suspects. I identified who wrote this letter at a murder scene. There was a, a note in the building. It said, look in basement." And when they looked in the basement, there was a woman with her head chopped off. Oops. So they suspected it was somebody in the building, so I looked at everybody's handwriting in the building, and um, I told them who had written this letter, and or this note, look in basement. And um, after I identified who the writer was, they found his fingerprints on the murder weapon, And um, Mm -hmm. I had to testify in court. And when I did, I asked the district attorney, um, if I have to do it at this level, I want the best training I can get. I can't get into the Secret Service program, but I think you can get me in. So Mm
3: -hmm. between
2: the police and the DA, they sponsored me to go to the Secret Service program. And um, then when I was there, they had a case they couldn't figure out. I told them exactly what they needed to look for, and luckily I was right. And um, so they asked me and only 19 people in the United States to come back and train with them in an advanced course, and that's how I kind of got into the U.S. Secret Service Advanced Document Training Program. That's amazing. It's absolutely
1: astonishing <laughs> that you could do that. So, uh, my investigator brain is going back to the m- woman with the missing head. Um, so, what does is, what is a person who tends to chop people's heads off handwriting look
2: like? Um, well, it can look many different ways. I mean, I, I, different types of behavior, every behavior is reflected in your handwriting. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to separate it into profiling someone through their handwriting and identifying someone through their handwriting. And it's uh, it's a bit of a different practice, though they are interlinked. But every behavior, it, what goes on in your brain goes down through your hand or, or through your foot if you write with your foot. And what you're writing on the page are your brain prints. So somebody who has pathologies, depending on the type, example, a poisoner who's real perfectionistic is going to have different handwriting than necessarily somebody who chops up someone's head. Um, So there are many different signs in handwriting that point to a very dangerous person.
1: Hmm. Okay, and and in this case, what was the weapon that was used?
2: Um, in this case, it, it was a machete. Uh-huh. Um, so he chopped off her head with a machete. And um, so when you... And now this was not somebody who was a serial killer. He was somebody who had an infatuation with this woman, and I guess she rejected him, and he chopped off her head. So um, there there will be things like if you look at different types of criminals, they will almost always put their weapon when they're writing out a statement in that statement. Um, Example, somebody who might strangle somebody will have nooses in the handwriting. If you look at somebody like Jack the Ripper's letters, there are all these little knives in his handwriting. So. I can look at, I I had a book of serial killers, and I said I wasn't going to read who they were. I was just going to look at each of theirs and see if I can find the weapon and what they did. And I I had every single one right. They will, because your brain can't help it, it will put something in the writing that tells about you.
1: Interesting. And so in this case, um, was the missing head the cause of death, or did he
2: kill you know, her another way. I don't way, know and what then, the cause of death was. I mean, I think okay. her head was chopped off. I don't know how what else went work. on. With this particular case, um, I, I was really asked just to look at the writing and compare it to samples mm. of people in the building and see if anybody matched. That's called handwriting identification. And that, you do not go to court with profiling. It's used a little like a lie detector test. You can profile somebody. You can... Um, And that, that can really help in any case. But handwriting identification, identifying who wrote something, I might look at the way they write their O's, their B's, the way they connect their letters. And then I will compare that to somebody's handwriting and see if I have to find a pattern of handwriting. So in that particular case, it was mostly, it was all, on handwriting identification, just looking at the writing and seeing the similarities between one handwriting and another and ruling other people out, but saying this is a match, this is the person who wrote that letter. And that's, that's the only thing you go to court on, identifying a writer through their handwriting. Uh, the profiling, okay. um, which I really love, is very, very helpful, but that you don't go to court with.
1: Okay, and that's because it's not allowed uh, for the rules of the court. Um, I think and,
2: and it should be allowed, but um, it, they they think it's a little subjective, and it depends on the person and their skill level in interpreting the handwriting. Um, so they they don't they, and and it's a little like saying this person has the potential to kill. You can't from handwriting say this person killed, right? But you, and Can look at handwriting. When I look at handwriting, and what I talk about in my book, Sex, Lies, and Handwriting, is what signs you look for. For example, um, I'll give you a fun one. If somebody makes their O's or their A's, usually if it's opened, it's opened at the top. But if it's opened at the bottom, which is very unusual, then that's a bottom feeder and somebody, a Jeffrey Dahmer. He had his O's and A's; they're all opened at the bottom. Hmm. And I have um, since then had different people, and you know, they who have I, I. I taught a course on uh, called cold case, a cold case class, and and if we saw somebody else, and all his A's and O's are open at the bottom. I said, "Up oh, like a Jeffrey Dahmer," and they said, "Yep, he ate his victims." So this sounds crazy hmm. and strange, hmm. but it's because something is wrong and it's coming from your brain. Um, Interesting. So that's the profiling part of of handwriting analysis. And this is
1: uh, commonly known as graphology, correct?
2: Um, I don't call it graphology. You can graphology just means graph writing, the study of writing. And that is a very broad field. I call it profiling through handwriting. And Mm -hmm. I think that's a little more... Um, direct of really what it is it's being a profiler but using handwriting as 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 the thing you're interpreting and what i really love about that is you can't be biased oh i don't like the way he looks i don't like his nose i don't like how tall he is he's too fat you don't need to see a person at all you look at their handwriting I can look at that handwriting, and I can tell you exactly what's going on in that person. Um, and it's a wonderful, interesting tool. I I, I love it. Um, That's
1: interesting. So I and I
2: profiling, handwriting profiling. How long have
1: you been doing this, Michelle?
2: I've been doing this about twenty years. Um, I I have a background in psychology, criminology, and I'm also an artist. I'm a painter. And I think it's that visual sense um, that really helps me.
1: Mhm, mhm. Well, I know you've been on uh, some well-known uh, shows like Today Show and and Fox and Friends, Discovery Channel, History Channel. Um, and have you pr- basically presented the same information on those shows?
2: Yes, I mean, when I'm on those shows, I'll usually tell about them. Um, if there's somebody in the news, I'll talk about them. or um I recently did a show on I called it a tick, 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 and it's signs that someone's a ticking time bomb. How you would know if you have a student, or're a teacher, and a student is ready to explode, or you're an employer and there's an employee, and they are becoming more and more agitated and more dangerous. What are the signs that you look for? Um I'll give you one, for example, if someone dots their eyes, usually, let's say you write the word hi, H-I, you dot the I, you make an exclamation point, and you dot the exclamation point, and you make it real simple. That's normal. But somebody starts, their eye dots, or their punctuation becomes heavier and heavier, so they're grinding in that I dot, or they're grinding in that punctuation, and their hand is staying in that spot. That, if you even do it, like I tell people when I give a lecture, just do this and tell me how you feel. Everybody goes, oh, I feel more aggressive. I feel angrier. And I said, that's what's happening. That person is becoming more aggressive, becoming angrier. And those are the types of things you look for before somebody explodes to get them help.
1: And do you have an example of that, Michelle? Somebody that's that's been a recent, uh, um, you know, one of these... Guys that go off the deep end and shoot everybody up.
2: Um, well, I, I'll give you. Uh, I have a many of them, but I'll just give you one um, that I worked with. Um, there was a company. Um, they had an employee. They most people can sense something's wrong. They called me in and they said we believe something is going on with this person. And I told them his I He, he would sign in every day, and he had. Um And I died, and it just got heavier and heavier and heavier. And I said, he is ready to break. You need to get him help. You need to protect your staff. This is a very unsafe situation. Um, unfortunately, there was a union, and they had to take too much time. And I said, you don't have time. He's going to explode. And three days later, he came in, and he shot somebody. Um, mm-hmm. So... um you know, often you see the handwriting after a situation. I try to help people before the situation happens. Um, you know, I looked at the handwriting of the man who who shot, I think his name was Patterson. He was the one who shot in Las Vegas.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And his signature, if you look at it, it, it actually goes instead of um, normal writing, which goes from and normal writing in English, which goes from left to right. He did his signature, which is a really strange, strange signature, from right to left. He wrote in that backwards direction. And he yeah. actually put in um, this, like, uh, it looks like a, a big X. And in his, you, it was the strangest signature in the world. And you knew when you saw that signature, he was very dangerous. But going in the wrong direction, is also a very bad sign. So he was hit with the most bizarre writing I've ever seen.
1: So if we so if we see somebody writing backwards, that we really should pay attention. I guess <laughs>
2: right. Well, not if if there if there is really or Arabic that's normal, but in English, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and was uh, and he he wasn't of a Middle Eastern descent or uh, Asian descent where he's writing backwards. He was born and raised in the United States and ca- Caucasian, wasn't he?
2: Yes. However, when I saw that, I, I would think um, when you sign your name, it- it's showing the world who you are. And so I believe, you know, that you pick something up that you, something means something to you. So the fact that he picked up writing, whether it's Arabic or Hebrew and um, that, that, he, that he admired that mm-hmm. um, means that in his head he was imitating certain types of terrorists. And so um, hmm. that would have been, if if you're Caucasian and or whatever, if you're Western, you shouldn't be right mm-hmm. in that direction.
1: Right. Interesting. That's fascinating. That is very
2: interesting. Um, but, but each person... Um, there's something else. I mean, everybody puts something in their writing. Um, and we're ta- if we talk danger, not everything's dangerous, obviously, but, example, Ted Bundy, he actually put a sign in that looks like, it's called a devil's fork. It actually looks like a pitchfork that the devil does. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I show it in my book, and uh, one woman, she happened to have been a psychologist. she sent me handwriting of her quote boyfriend and I looked at it and it had this devil's fork in it just like Ted Bundy and there's other people who have it and I said to her oh my god what kind of man are you dating and she's like well I really like him I know he's a, a, off I said look you, you don't see this guy you change your phone number you move whatever it takes you get away from this man and mm. she's like oh, really and I'm like yes and I wasn't wishy washy And, um, anyhow, I didn't hear from her and, um, about a couple months later she called me and she said, thank you, um, she believed that if I hadn't told her that he would have eventually killed her and I'm like, huh, and that, uh, he's now with somebody else, I'm like, she's like, thank goodness, I'm like, for you, thank goodness, not for her, (laughs) but, um... She said she was going to a psychiatrist, who said to her, "He's a. This is not looking at the handwriting before she came to me that he was a very dangerous man." And she said, "I needed a second opinion." And I'm like, "She said once I heard it from you, I I left him." But um, that's amazing. You know, try to avoid avoid it before it's too late.
1: Exactly, uh, Michelle. We need to take a real quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned to Thank hear more you. about from Michelle Desrodel.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com
1: fraudulent uh, handwriting or forgeries that uh, Michelle Dresfold identifies as fraudulent so um, okay Michelle we were <laughs> we were just talking about um, these situations so um, what percentage of your business would you say is profiling versus um, handwriting authentication
2: I would say a bigger, uh, it's actually pretty divided, though. Uh, a fairly large piece is anonymous letter detection or forgery detection. Um, that, that's a big part of my business, but I I would say uh, maybe 50-50. I mean, I do a lot of lectures and talks, and, and that's more on the profiling um, Maybe maybe three fourths are forgery detection and anonymous letter detection, and maybe one fourth is is the profiling
1: mm-hmm. okay so let's talk about some um, some famous people that you profiled you've already mentioned Ted Bundy and the case that you you had with the uh, uh, workplace violence, and of course Patterson guy in Vegas. Uh, What about Bernie Madoff?
2: Oh, Bernie Madoff, um, he's a pretty interesting character. um, There's something you look for in a con artist. In a con artist, one of the things, you will think you can read their handwriting, but you can't. And um, it's a little different than handwriting that's sloppy that you just can't see. It's handwriting that you think you can see, but you don't. For example, Bernie Madoff... The only thing you can see in his signature is a letter that could be a first letter of a D or a P or uh, an R, but it doesn't look like a B. So you think you might see something, but what you're seeing isn't really there. Um, I think Casey Anthony, same exact thing. A con artist will always put, you'll think you can read it you'll read and go, oh, I read these words. And then you take those words out of context, you can't read them. That's the way Bernie Madoff, any very good con artist, that's exactly what their writing looks like, Scott Peterson. Um, so Bernie okay, I'm, Madoff, I of sure not that you okay. absolutely can't read. It's a big All right, I'm,
1: X. I'm not. Can you hear me, Michelle? I'm, no, I'm not I sure can I'm hear under, you. Okay, I'm not sure I'm understanding this. Can you back up a second or explain that again? Okay,
2: when you have a con artist, what a con artist is, is a con artist makes you believe in what you want to see. And in their handwriting, a con artist is not a true liar if they lie. Someone's a liar, you just go, oh, they make up stories. A con artist, want, you want to believe them. So a con artist, when you look at their writing, you think you're seeing certain letters but those are not the letters, and your brain interprets it. Like Bernie Madoff, you, you see his name, and you see the first letter, and you think it's a D or an mm-hmm. R, you, but the, it doesn't look like a B. Um, if They might write a, a sentence, and you can read every word, but one word in that sentence you absolutely can't read, but your brain reads it because it's in context.
3: You mm, take I that word,
2: like every third word, out of context, You cannot read it. So it, again, follows the brain prints of a con artist that you think they're showing you something real, but their brain way that they're handwriting is saying, you can't really read me. I'm making you believe you can read me. So um, they will make letters that can look like an A, a P, a Q, the same letter. You, You can't really figure it out. Um, in context, you, you actually probably can take it out. Um, I, I can I can give you every single con artist. It's a pattern of almost every single one of them. Mm. Um, so um, there's another guy. His name is Frank Frank Albernelli, and um, he was also he was a con artist who was so good. Eventually, he wound up working for the FBI, teaching them how to look at con artists. His signature to this day, that first F, it can look like every letter of the alphabet,
3: hmm.
2: except for an F. It, it's the way their brain works. So um, it's easier to show visually how it, what it is, but um, that's basically it. They have what's called trick letters or trick numbers. Like they write a number, it's a seven, but it could be a one, maybe it's a nine, maybe it's a four. Hmm. And they don't just do it when they're trying to trick you. They do it all the time because that's what's in their mind. Or if you hire somebody and they write numbers for you, they're, you know, your accountant, and and you can't read their numbers or you misinterpret their numbers, those are your embezzlers or your con artists.
1: Interesting. And this Frank Abernally, was, um, he was the Catch Me If You Can guy right. that was in the the movie was made about, right?
2: Uh, right. He was the one they made the movie about, that by the time he was like 22, he was a pilot, he was a doctor, he, he, he was all these things, great forger. Um, and uh, I think by the time he was 30, he was already in prison, but they thought he was so good at what he did that the FBI hired him.
1: And now he runs a financial pride consulting company? right. Right. <laughs> I love it.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. <laughs> and I think funny about Bernie Madoff. There's a company in France. They always a big financial company. They always no matter who they work with, they have their hand the person's handwriting evaluated. And um when it came to Bernie Madoff, they were going to have his handwriting evaluated, but they were like, "Oh, we can't do that. He's just too big a shot. Let's, you know, that would be embarrassing." And they didn't, and um, they got they lost a lot of money because of that decision
1: hmm. interesting interesting and so, I, I guess you would recommend um, companies to do that um, to look I, at will, people's I work right. with
2: a lot of companies when they're hiring people who to hire for what kind of jobs um, also like uh, who maybe an employee's having problems how to make them be a better employee. How to, If you look, I can look at handwriting of a company. How can we make these people get along better? What's somebody's issues that you have to understand? Yeah, I, I would recommend that. I mean, companies that I work for now, they absolutely will not hire anybody without me looking at their handwriting.
1: So, uh, Michelle, I'm wondering, is there any scientific evidence that uh, connects um, handwriting with what's in your brain?
2: Yes, um, actually handwriting is a very, one of the oldest sciences, um, but in the late 18, early 1800s, early 1900s, you had a group of psychiatrists that got together and they did years of study where they evaluated people, what was in their handwriting, how it relates to their personality, um so they they studied it for years and years and years. I mean, I still and handwriting changes, you know, the younger people today write a little bit differently than people who are middle aged. Um mm-hmm. and so you ha- you have to be always learning new things because as society changes, handwriting changes. And um I'm constantly studying it and constantly, like, questioning, I'm seeing this, what does it mean? Um, But they've had years and years and years of study. In fact, the study of handwriting and profiling has gone back to Aristotle, and Confucius talked about it. So it's a very, very, very old science.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is there are there any scientific articles or journals written about it that you that you're aware of
2: I mean there are many um many studies written about it um it's not the the difference between handwriting analysis if we're profiling and something like DNA handwriting because it always changes because if it's ever exactly alike it's a forgery Mm -hmm. Um, Hearing is like snowflakes it's never exactly the same it's not an exact method of if you do this it always means that Mm -hmm. it's actually a much more of an art and a science where you combine things the way a psychologist would do someone does this personality, this personality, this what does that mean when you put that whole picture together Mm -hmm. so it's I mean, there's many books written, and, and there's been many, many papers written. Um, but it is an evolving art and science, and it continues to be that way.
1: And your background was in psychology, right? Uh, be- um, before I have you got a background
2: in art. I'm an artist. An in artist, Psychology. Okay. I also um, study criminology. Um, so I, I kind of have that sort of rounded background.
1: Okay and, and, and psych-
2: psychology obviously
1: yeah and and how do you think I mean I can see how the uh for sure how the artistic part because you're very visual uh how does the psychology help you?
2: well, the psychology helps in the in the profiling part because as I said, somebody can look at one thing, one thing does not make a person. you have to understand really what the combination of traits means. To to get a, a a picture rather of a person, so the psychology it really helps because when you see something, you understand why it's in their handwriting. What's what are these combination things? How, what how they form Hello? a person? Um, so a background in psychology is very very helpful. And and I give you a background in art um, when I was studying in the document program with the Secret Service, I was mostly in with what I call Army intelligence. Um, And they would look at something, and they couldn't see what I was seeing. I'm like, well, can't you look at this A, look inside? And I'm like, huh? And that's that visual sense of really seeing something. And I think that helps, whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a private eye, that visual sense of... What's going on here and what are these details that make up the picture? I think no matter what field you're in, that's very, very helpful.
1: That's great. Can, can you hear me right now, Michelle?
2: Oh, yeah, I can hear
1: you. Okay, good. Okay, I was a little concerned.
2: Okay, so once in a well, that's, while you uh, fade out, but you know, I so very careful. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? I said once in a while I can hear you fading out but I'm listening very intently so I'm trying very hard to make (laughs) sure
1: I I lost you actually totally for a second so uh, but we're all good now so can you um, hear me now? I'm sorry? can you hear me okay now? I can hear you fine thank you so uh, so Michelle if somebody wanted to get into the business of handwriting identification what would you suggest to them?
2: um Well, if they wanted to um, get into the business, it it takes a long time to really understand it. Um, You need to really study with somebody or with a government agency um, where you can train with it. Um, I would say the very, very first thing that anybody should do, even if they're mildly interested, is just look at the handwriting of every single person they know try to understand it by my book, Sex, Lies, and Handwriting. Um, but you, you, it's not that easy to get the training. And if you want to do it, make sure you're just very, very observant. I mean, that is the number one quality. The rest you can learn. You can learn what you would look for in a forgery. You can learn what you're looking for in an anonymous letter. But you have to be really observant of all the little details.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you ever train anybody,
2: Michelle? Um, Once in a while, once in a while I do. Um, I, and I've had a lot of requests for people who want to train with me. Um, so once in a while or I give seminars or lectures or programs, and um, I like doing that. Um, I really enjoy that. So I, sometimes I'm... I'm really busy, so sometimes it's hard for me to spend all the time one-on-one, but I really do enjoy doing it with, like, going to groups and telling them what they're supposed to look for, um, like going to um, a bank and telling the employees, like, what things we look for in forgeries, what do we look for, you know, those kind of things. Mm
3: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, if...
1: First of all, let me let me ask you. Uh, your book sounds really uh, provocative. Uh, where can people get it? Can they get it on Amazon, or are you selling it directly? You can get it on
2: Amazon. It's just "Sex, Lies, in Handwriting." Um, you know, there's the paperback. Um, there's a new a, a new version came out this year with Donald Trump's handwriting in it. Um, so that that's the newer version. Um, so, said Amazon is a great place to get it. Well talk since
1: you brought up Donald Trump's handwriting, let's come back to that one after we take our quick break. We'll be right <laughs> back.
0: News. Opinion. PI Magazine is the most respected magazine of the professional investigator. We feature stories and articles on current trends and issues, equipment reviews, tips, and practical advice. Don't miss the new and exciting year in PI Magazine. Subscribe today at PIMagazine.com.
1: I'm back with Michelle, who's talking about uh, handwriting, and she just mentioned that her uh, the version of her book that just came out has Donald Trump's handwriting. So let's talk about that. What do you have okay, to say about Donald uh, Trump? What do you want
2: to know about him, or do you want me just to tell you things? Yeah, just just brief. I'll give brief you brief an here. example. Um, there is something. His handwriting is all. Let's look at his signature. Donald Trump's signature, even if you don't see it, all it is is a bunch of angles. When you make angles, and you can, people out there can try it with their hands. When you do angles, it's harsh. When you do curves, it's nurturing and feminine. All angles is somebody who's a workaholic, um, who it's aggressive, it's angry, it's um, cutthroat. I mean. When you think of angles, there is no softness in there. So it's a very yeah. aggressive, I mean, on some groups, some, and I'm not saying good or bad. I'm, it's aggressive. It's driven. It's angry. It's competitive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, he also does something called check marks. When you see check marks in handwriting, check marks are usually like when you start a word, and all of a sudden there's a little check mark there. That check mark is called a tick mark. And tick marks are, just like what I said, tick, tick, tick. They're people who can get ticked off very easily. So if you need somebody who you're looking for to have a little temper tantrum, if you see tick marks, the little check marks, that's what you're looking for somebody who might have a temper, who does have a temper, who can get, quote, ticked off, very easily. Um, I can go on and on about Donald Trump's handwriting because I've analyzed every little thing in it, Um, but Uh those are a few of the things, and if you have any other questions, um, I can give you one other thing. Um, He has something in his handwriting that comes and goes, and it's a phallic Symbol, and I actually wrote a whole chapter in my book. Code is that a phallic symbol in your handwriting, or are you just happy to see me? And it actually <laughs> looks exactly what you think it looks like. That phallic <laughs> symbol in his handwriting <laughs> comes and goes. It's sometimes there and sometimes not. When it's in there, it's a guarantee that sexually he's into kind of weird things that are both different different things, bizarre. I mean, um, Harvey Weinstein, his whole signature was just one big phallic symbol, and I might put that on my website just so people can see it. Hmm. Um, now, when, once he became president, that phallic symbol went away completely. Hmm. And so since he's been president, there has not been that, you know, urge for <laughs> a weird, you know, different sex. But if you actually trace him back when that phallic symbol came into his handwriting, that's when he always got himself into trouble um, with uh, the opposite sex. So mm-hmm. it, it's a very interesting. Like, you can trace somebody, what's going on in their writing. And um, I, somebody, when I gave a lecture, on, I was giving a lecture on Donald Trump's handwriting, and she obviously liked Donald Trump, and I'm not saying anything good or bad about him, Um and I, I said well, you need to know someone's personality because it's not always your policies that get you in trouble. And this was way early on. I said it's your behavior and um, that can cause more problems than what your decisions are. And she was poo-poo, but you know that has been one of his biggest problems. And you can look at his handwriting and know when he was, it, when he was having issues, and that it. Department because it's all it's in his handwriting and then it will disappear and then in his handwriting disappear and it's very obvious. So, have you looked at other uh, presidential signatures? Oh yes, I've looked at almost all of them. Um, I actually did something for Presidents' Day. I was on the I'm, on, I'm from Pittsburgh. It was on the cover of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. It was different presidents and secrets in their handwriting. And um, what you would have kn- know about them? Um, for I'll give you just some fun ones, like uh, William Taft, who was a, you know, one of our presidents. His hearing slants way, way to the right. When someone's uh-huh. hearing slants to the right, it means they're very emotional. Their emotions, their passions, take over their logical thinking. And Taft, love, was so emotional and passionate about. Food and he loved to eat. That he got stuck in the bathtub at the at the White House, and they had to actually break and pull him out of the <laughs> bathtub. And they put in a new bathtub. And um, but you could tell he wasn't the most logical thinker because he was went with his emotions, and it went way to the right. Um, let's see somebody else who was a lot of fun. Um, John Kennedy, his handwriting though it shows he's very, very intelligent, started to really break apart, and um, and as I read that he had horrible back problems and was on okay. a lot of medication, and as you could see the medication in his system, his hearing started to disintegrate. It's um, very interesting, and
1: What about
2: President Clinton? Oh, I'll give you one last one. Um, Okay. Calvin College, when you have X's in your handwriting where they don't belong, when somebody puts X's and they don't belong, you think X crossing yourself out Mm -hmm. is a sign of depression, deterioration, um, and he put that in his handwriting, and he actually, I read after that, he slept 20 hours of the day and and, hmm. and had severe, severe depression. I'll give you one last one. Richard Nixon, um, I show his handwriting from when he was elected to when Watergate came, and mm-hmm. it started off, you could read it, Richard Nixon, and it starts deteriorating during Watergate, and by the end of Watergate, all his signature was was a big X.
1: Interesting. Um, what about President Clinton?
2: President Clinton... Um, uh, well, he actually had phallic symbols in his handwriting, too. wasn't in his signature. Um, his signature is sort of um, how you want the world to, sort of to see you. He had it in the, his handwriting um, that's the body of writing. So inside, he really had this craving for sex, but he really, on the outside, didn't want to show it as much. His mm-hmm. handwriting, actually, it's interesting. It leans back a little to the left, most. Most presidents are upright or to the right, and his lean back to the left, which means really, when he did something, he um, emotionally he was he kind of would withdraw a little before he would go forward, and um, his hearing also is he dots his eyes. Let's say you are writing the word little, l i t t l e, l i he would dot it right away, t t l e. When somebody dots their I's immediately, instead of writing the whole word and going back, it shows exceptional intelligence. So mm-hmm. he was a very, very intelligent, um, but he also, the other thing about him, is his letter I, which means me, myself, and I, your personal mm-hmm. pronoun I, was mm-hmm. actually very small. So su- surprisingly, his self-esteem theme was a very, very small internally.
1: Interesting. So I have a question. So if you sure. changed your handwriting so you dotted your I before you finished the rest of the, the word, would you become more intelligent? <laughs> yes.
2: Actually, <laughs> well, the truth is yes. Because there is something called handwriting therapy. And if you think about things and do it in your writing, you are you're finishing something that will translate to your brain. Um, example, if you go L-I, dot that L-I-T-T-L-E, you will start to kind of be more efficient. Um, most people actually can't do it. It's very hard for most people. Um, uh, here's another one. Let's just say you want to achieve your goals. If you cross your T and you do it... V- most of, most of the English goes up and down. Very few things go from left to right. And when you think about when you write, you write starting on your left, your hand travels towards the right. Mm-hmm. Where you, that's right is where you're going to. If you cross your T's like, meh, nah, and they're stuck on the left, where are you, procrastinator? So If you take your hand and you go, I'm crossing my T's, I'm finishing my T's, it means I'm going to do something, I'm going to finish it. And so you're training your brain. If you cross your T's really low, where are you setting your goals? Low. Cross your T high. Hey, I'm going for it, baby. So if you actually lift your hand up and cross your T stronger, you will start to complete more goals. And I'll give you one other. A lot of people, if you're riding downhill, what's that mean? You're down, you're feeling exhausted, you're depressed, if you actually use your hand and you force it to go up, you will become happier and more successful. And so you can imitate the handwriting of more successful, happier people, and you will actually become happier and more successful. Hmm. If That's you know very what you interesting. <laughs>
1: so, so what did uh, uh, President Obama's handwriting look like?
2: Oh, President Obama... I'll tell you something very interesting. Not his signature, because your signature is how you portray yourself to the outside world. The rest of your handwriting is how you really think on the inside. Very, very interestingly, if you took away the signature, um, President Obama and Hillary Clinton's handwriting were so much alike, it it was unbelievable. So their thinking processes were very similar, not their outside image but their thinking processes. i tell you mm-hmm. something interesting about Obama. He made, when he wrote his signature Obama, he made the O, and then he took a line, and he actually cut it in two. There could be many interpretations of that, but I looked up symbolism, because as I said, your signature, there's something personal about it, especially when you stylize it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I looked all through my symbolism books, and it came out that it's a, a phi sign, and what it means is life should be, it's a Greek sign that life should be in this perfect golden ratio. And I put that on my website way back when he was running um, for president the first time. Mm -hmm. And somebody wrote me and they said, did I realize that he made, when he announced his announcement, that he was going to be running for the Democratic Party, that he made the forum look like a Greek, the stage look like a Greek forum. And they even had to dial it down because they said, you know, we don't want this to look like Greece. But that, I knew, and hmm. he put it in his signature, that that was important to him.
1: Interesting. Have, have you also looked at Michelle Obama's handwriting?
2: I've looked at hers. Her handwriting is actually pretty um, traditional looking. Her handwriting, looks like a teacher's (laughs) very simple very like this is who I am not it's not too pretentious her signature looks like your teacher you know the the teacher in school who used to say you know do your homework it it was it just and the rest of her handwriting was exactly like her signature when your signature is exactly like the rest of your handwriting it's like who I show you is who I am. I'm not putting Mm -hmm. on a show for you. I'm not putting on a show for anybody. You see me in my living room. You see me on stage. I'm just basically, I'm the same person. When Mm -hmm. somebody's signature is drastically different than the rest of their writing, what they're presenting to you is not necessarily how they're thinking on the inside.
1: Fascinating. Fascinating, Michelle. Um, Just... uh, (laughs) such an interesting topic on both levels, both the authentication, forgery identification, as well as uh, profiling. Um, I, I certainly am going to get your book, <laughs> for
2: sure. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. a very fun book. It's really... I tried to write it so it was more fun than like a class lecture. I mean, it's just sort of... By the end, you go, hmm, what do you know? Uh, my neighbor's crazy. <laughs> exactly. So do you use any special equipment? Um, I, I have, like, a bag-defying equipment and special lights. Um, and, and, and in my computer, I have where you can really blow something up. Uh-huh. Um, really, other than, the best thing you need is a good light. And good vision and good glasses, and, um, you know, you can, I mean, there is special equipment. There's equipment where you can, for example, let's say somebody wrote something on a page, and then you, three pages down, you, that's the only paper you have, and you can look at the indentations. I mean, there are mm-hmm. special, um, equipment for that. Um, there's special equipment to see if somebody, you know, somebody wrote, like I had a, um, like a doctor was accused of writing all these prescriptions. And what I showed in court was under special light, you could see it wasn't all in one pen where he had written one uh, one refill. The person made it into 12 refills, and even mm. though it looked like two blue pens, they were actually two different inks. Mm. So there is special equipment for that. Um okay. But mostly what you use. Are are your common sense and very very good lighting equipment.
1: Always good advice to use your common sense. You know, Michelle, yeah, we're out of time. Uh, thank. We're out of time. This we've oh, okay. already spent an hour talking. If you can believe that. Thanks past. so much for coming <laughs> on the show today. It's been uh, really very very interesting, and. If you're interested in advertising, please contact my great executive producer, Sandra Rogers, at voiceamerica.com. And thank my wonderful sponsors, PI Magazine, uh, Jim Nanos, and Nicole Gusinelli. Uh, Tune in next week, folks, as we declassify more real stories from real investigators. And Michelle is a real investigator, even though uh, she's a handwriting analysis. Uh, it's PI's Declassified. and Francie Kaler. Thanks so much for listening.